Hello, everyone. So glad that you're here listening. Thank you for all the wonderful feedback you've been giving us. It's been such a joy for Peter and I to hear from you. And so just thank you. Today, I want to share more kind of a personal testimony of my experience on Pentecost Sunday. And even just prior to saying and sharing my story, it's that I've often grieved and still, even in this case, found myself sad overall as Pentecost Sunday was coming upon us of how many churches do not celebrate Pentecost. The coming of the Holy Spirit, which really was the birth of the church and was really God sending the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit, who when He comes into our lives, He's the one that applies salvation to us, that we actually experience being forgiven, we experience being reborn, we experience His love being poured out into our hearts, as Paul said, through the Spirit whom He has given us. I mean, the Spirit's everything. It's why maybe in an earlier podcast you heard me say that I renamed the specific uh, holidays as Christmas as Incarnation Day, Easter's Resurrection Day, and wishing everybody celebrated Pentecost, which I called Invasion Day, the day that the Holy Spirit came into the earth, the gift was given, and life's never been the same, and especially Invasion, because He not only invades our own lives and hearts and transforms us, but then He sends us out to continue the mission of Jesus, to send us out into the world, as it were, as an, <laughs> a mighty invasion, um, to take back what the enemy stole to reclaim all the lives that the Father dearly loves and died for. Anyway, so a couple Sundays ago, had this great opportunity to be at a local church that Robin and I have been a part of on and off at different times, and it was really exciting for me because right before Sunday came, I got an email because I'm on their email list, and just letting everybody know that this particular Sunday, because it was Pentecost Sunday, that things are going to be just a little bit different, and that even the setup of the sanctuary would be different. And so just giving people a heads up, and it made me very excited and hopeful and wondering how they were going to celebrate Pentecost. Well, we arrived at church and walked through the doors, and what they had done is that because they have chairs— Instead of all the chairs pointing forward at the stage where they watch a band, where we watch a screen, and we watch a person speak, in fact, honestly, it's really set up as a lecture hall. Well, the chairs were no longer in the lecture hall format, but they had been set up as a circle. Now, because of how many people and how many chairs, there were three circles, the outward circle, and then one inside that circle, and one more inside the next circle. And... Robin and I came in, we saw people sitting there, and you could actually see everybody's faces. And you realize most of the time we come into church, you see the backs of heads. And mostly you only observe people playing instruments and someone speaking. But in this case, you walked in and, and you saw people. You saw your brothers and sisters. And the first thought that came to my mind was, this is a living room, not a lecture hall. And something happens different in a living room than in a lecture hall. And even being in that circle, recognizing that we are brothers and sisters in Christ and that we're here to love one another, it made me think of such an important passage that John wrote in 1 John 4.12. He said, 
No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, he dwells in us, and his love is made complete in us. Well, that's the NIV's way of saying it, but I think the NLT is much closer where after saying that God dwells in us or among us, they said, and that love is brought to full expression in us. And then, of course, John says, and how do we know that the that God is in us and among us? It's by the Spirit that he gave us. Again, it's the importance of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's his very presence among us and in us, and which also means that's where his love is present and among us. And this is how we get to see God. This is how we get to see Jesus presently is by the Spirit in each of our lives and seeing one another. And I've often talked about the fact that, that even in 1 Corinthians 13, so many people want to lift that passage out and they use it at weddings, they put it in greeting cards and you know make plaques or, or things to hang on the wall or whatever. But to realize that's there in chapters 11 to 14 where Paul is trying to correct a problem where in Corinth, the church had this idea that the real evidence that God was present among them was that they were all speaking in tongues, to which Paul's corrective is not necessarily not to have tongues. He says, no, you, tongues is great as long as there's interpretation so everybody gets blessed. But chapter 13, most importantly, as Paul ultimately is saying, is that the evidence of God's presence is his love as it's expressed through these diverse gifts, and we see them and experience them. And in that sense, that's how we see God. We see Jesus present among us again, is that by the Spirit in us, transforming us, and his gifts being expressed through us, we see him. We experience him. His love is brought to full expression among us. While here now, coming into the sanctuary and it being in a circle, and people are sitting down. We are seeing one another. And then the next thing I noticed immediately was that the two guys playing guitars and the third vocalist, they were all sitting in the inside of the circle on a chair with the guitars on their laps and realized that I had the, the program, the bulletin in my hand, and the song lyrics were in the bulletin. And then I noticed the pastor was standing by the back door, or the door that you come into the sanctuary, meaning we weren't facing the platform at all. We weren't facing the screen at all. We were really facing one another. Well, Robin and I chose to go around partway around the circle onto the other side, and as we're there, we're looking across, and we could see one another, and I see somebody, and... I winked at him and someone else, I'm smiling at him and someone else, I'm waving at them. And, and then I saw this gal that I, I sort of knew and I just got up and I went across the circle and I said, honey, you need to stand up. I need to love you properly. And I gave her this huge hug and, and then I came back and sat down. And then one of the guys who sort of serves as a pastor there, an older retired gentleman, but he came over to me and he says, Mark, I just got to tell you something that... You know, all my life I knew that God loved me informationally in my head, but he said, I never really believed or knew that he liked me. And he says, over the last few months, I've just been really learning how to start being loved like you've talked about. And, 
And I've discovered he really does love me. He really likes me. He delights in me. And he says, it's just brought such freedom to my heart and to my life. And I'm filled with joy. And in fact, later on, when there were testimonies, an opportunity to share testimonies, he actually took the mic and said, I need to tell you folks, I was really a shy person once. And all this joy you see in me and this freedom to raise my hands and smile and move around, he says, it's only because I'm beginning to experience the love of Jesus in such a powerful way. And I was like, man, God, that is so cool. And you could just see the joy in his face. It was overwhelming. Well, then as people were starting to show up late and and the music started, which even that was fun because then the guy playing the guitar was wireless. And so he's just walking around inside the circle, looking at people and singing the song from memory. And we were all singing as well. And But I noticed a few people coming in. So I waved to them. I said, hey, come over here, come over here. And I didn't know him from Adam. Two different ones. A, a single mom with her daughter came over, and then I saw a young couple. We found out that the little baby that she was carrying, he had a young one, too, probably like one and a half, two. But she had a little, uh, only a two-week-old. But we made room for them, and they sat down. And and then that caused us to move over and sit closer to a gal that it looked like she was single. And so I went over to her and put my arm around her and just said, hey, happy Pentecost. So glad you're here. Hope you're doing well. And and then embraced her and loved on her. Well, the rest of the time together was just amazing that they actually had six different people with six different nationalities all stand up at one time and say the Lord's Prayer in their own tongue out loud. And it was amazing to hear what might have been what it sounded like on the day of Pentecost. And then they had people share testimonies, and then they had someone actually gave the teaching for the morning but did it to the kids, but everybody got to sit and listen. And that was helpful. And then they had various ones have the cup and the bread and went around and served one another. And the whole thing was just amazing. Well, then in the final moments, um, the pastor said, well, you know, part of doing this is that when the Spirit's present, he distributes gifts. So we want to have an opportunity to pray for people. I have been struggling with type 2 diabetes, and I especially have neuropathy in my feet, which is diabetic nerve pain. So my feet hurt very bad 24-7. And I'd been very frustrated the night before and had kind of expressed that to Robin. And so I was determined to get prayer. Well, a few others got into the center of the circle before me. And I was so bummed because they all started praying for them. And then no one was there to pray for me. But then I looked across and I saw somebody that I'd been in some prayer meetings with. And so I'm heading toward her to get prayer. And I see a gal kind of slumped over and... The next thing I know, I get down on my knee, I pull her head into my shoulder, and the Lord starts speaking amazing comfort verses that I know, care verses into her soul. She starts to sob, uncontrollable. In fact, I had a yellow shirt on, and my right shoulder eventually was black with mascara. But it was so, so amazing to hear her say afterward, how could you know those things? I was struggling with this, and you said that. I was struggling with this, and you said that. And I said, well, you know, you heard it all first person from the, no, I know, I know. It was the Lord speaking to me. Well, after we celebrated this amazing moment of Jesus becoming that up close, that personal, that caring, that comforting, that loving, then I still had to go, but before we go, can you guys pray for me too? And I finally got my feet prayed for. I'd like to tell you that they were made whole, but not yet. 
Gosh. So all of that just to say is that it was amazing, amazing to see the love of God be brought to full expression in so many different ways. And we loved him and we were loved by him in so many different ways. And my soul was overflowing. So afterwards, Ron says, honey, can, I don't want to cook. Can we go get some food? And so we went to the Cheesecake Factory and she went inside to see how long the line was. And while I was sitting in the car, there was a gal sitting there on a post. And I noticed she had an oxygen tank and the tubes and and she seen by herself, and so eventually Robin came out and said, yeah, there's space. So I parked the car. I came up to her, gently put my arm on her, because I'm just thinking, I just want to give this love away. I just want to share it. And so I put my arm on her shoulder, and I said, hey, are you okay? Just wondering how you're doing. And she said, well, actually, no, I'm fine. I'm just waiting for my ride. And then suddenly the car pulled up, and she said, and here he is. But I was actually going to ask if I could pray for her, that I wanted to continue what I had seen modeled and what had been done for me and what I had done for the gal at church. It was so much fun, so much joy. It was so fun to be in a living room and not a lecture hall. It was so much fun to be family together and to watch the Holy Spirit, God's love, be fully manifest and expressed among us. It caused me to think then of hearing that verse, 1 John 4, 12, to hear the Father say to you, to me today, no one has ever seen me, but if you love one another, I dwell in you, among you. And my love, my love is brought to full expression in you and among you. No one has ever seen me, but if you love one another, my love is brought to full expression in you, among you. I experienced that together with my brothers and sisters, gathered as his people on Pentecost Sunday, where we were honoring the Holy Spirit, whom again, John says, and how do we know that he's among us? By the Spirit he gave us, which then led me to go and love because he had first loved me, to love as he had loved me. So I just want to encourage you, continue to, when you're, especially when you're gathering together, whether it's as a family in your small group or even in the large church gathering, always be thinking about, Lord, how can we love and be loved today? What is it going to look like? How are we going to see you today, experience you today? so that we can be spurred on to love and good deeds by one another. and By our experience of his love, then we go out and share that love. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you that story. Hope it encourages your heart. Just remember that you are dearly and deeply loved. <laughs>